Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris of LSOs on social media. You're listening to another great So Over 50 episode on So Organised Style. Stay listening. So Organised Style podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the elders past, present and emerging. Thanks for joining us on Sew Organised Style podcast for this Sew Over 50 series about sewing friends. Sew Over 50 intersects with all communities. Today's podcast with two sewing friends from the Sew Over 50 community are Dorota of Librianca and Lizzie of Sew Lizzie Sews. Welcome today, Dorota and Lizzie. Thank you. Thank you, Maria. Thank you for having us. It's my joy to make sure that you're both here today and make this as easy as possible for you because it's your first podcast, isn't it? Yes. Before we start, Dorota, tell us about your Instagram name. (laughs) How did you develop it? Well, it all started from my job and my passion, which is library, working for the library. When I joined uh, some other forum um, that had to do with books and readership, I thought it was going to be an appropriate name for me because librarian, that's who I am. That's what I am. And also the ending refers to my Polish background, K-A, which is ending for, you know, female words. So librarianka is like a female librarian. In Polish, it would be bibliotekarka. Oh, okay. Lizzie, tell us about your Instagram name. How did you develop it? I already had an Instagram account, I still do, for everything else I do. But I found that getting interested in sewing again, I didn't feel that everybody else was going to be so interested in all the details about patterns and things. So I decided to open a a new account. And yeah, basically, it was just trying to find one that wasn't taken too. (laughs) So I didn't have anything specific in mind. I just wanted it specifically for sewing for me. Lizzie, how did you both meet? There was a contest on Sew Over 50. You had to choose a partner, someone you hadn't met in real life for a contest to win patterns, I think. And I chose Dorada and we hadn't obviously met then. And I specifically wanted somebody in the same country and local. It's just serendipity because I didn't really have a lot of sewing friends that I knew in real life anyway, they were all online. So I thought it would be nice to choose somebody in Canada, somebody in Ontario. So I chose Dorota and we actually did win a pattern together. And Dorota, what was that like for you? Well, I was very surprised because I was kind of new to this world of hashtags and groups on Instagram. I've had the account since 2014, but was mostly on my travels and nature photography and all kinds of things because I didn't start sewing until 2017 and then slowly I discovered you know I mean I should have known as the librarian hashtags are just indexing (laughs) another way you know to index subjects so uh I slowly discovered uh, this whole word and it was amazing. Like it opened up to me all kinds of, you know, possibilities to connect with people. And uh, Lizzie was the first one who reached out to me. It was a nice surprise. Why did you start sewing again in 2017? You know, it was something I've always wanted to do. 
but I never had time, you know, um, working full time, having family, all this, you know, there's hardly any time <laughs> for anything. And when I finally, you know, gained some time, I kind of started to, because it's, how shall I put it? I work with, you know, online with computers, with with my brain, with my head, you know. So this was a, a different world. It was a chance to make something with your hands, to make something physical, like a garment. Initially, I was making little tote bags and, you know, all kinds of things. That's how I started. And just an expression of self, I guess. I don't know. And it's also as close as I can get to art. I'm not an artist. Lizzie here is a fabulous artist and potter, amazingly talented woman. I'm more of an art appreciator. (laughs) So that took me close to it. And Lizzie, the fact that you are a maker or an artist, can you tell us about the sewing that you do and all the other arts that you do as well? Um, Yes. I trained as an illustrator, but I've always been an artist. So if not in 2D or 3D, so I've been doing pottery for like 40 years as well. And a lot of different media I like to explore. So I learned to sew early on and I sewed a lot for myself in my 20s. And I always liked Vogue designer patterns and the really challenging ones because I couldn't find what I wanted in the stores. And then once you have a family and kids and I didn't have any time, I mostly did a lot of fiber art and knitting. That was just easier late at night and I could get things done without falling asleep. (laughs) Um, So I did a lot of knitting first and then I started to get interested again. And I got interested, I think, noticing online and on Instagram, a lot of the indie designers and I love their patterns. Those were the patterns I had been looking for. And it really fueled a second wind, I guess, for sewing for me. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm just, I'm right into it now. (laughs) You are. Is it sewing that's connected you both together or is it more than that? I think sewing is is superficial. I mean, superficial in a way that connected us because there's a lot underneath that we share. And I think that's why the connection was possible. That's my feeling. What do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. We don't discuss a lot of sewing techniques, that kind of thing. I think we influence each other more with, you know, we get excited about fabric and styles and we feed each other that way. But we have a lot of other interests we've found. We have, well, a love of nature and gardening Recently, we just figured out we both have huge baskets of herbs drying all over our house from the garden. And we both make teas and we've just had a little jam exchange. Okay. Just uh, a love of art. And Dorada teaches me about mushrooms when she knows. I'm always asking her to ID things. And we love thrifting. Can you think of anything else, Uh, Dorada? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, we, we have um, this sort of share love for animal world, natural world. That includes gardening and uh, mushrooming. Uh, believe it or not, we both love mushrooms <laughs> in any shape and form. You know, real mushrooms and mushrooms on fabric and mushrooms as sculptures. <laughs> so it's probably a little obsession on both of us. I think we share aesthetic, although we are 
different so is the temperament you know I'm very impatient I'm not so well organized I'm kind of more of a spur of the moment so is uh, Elizabeth is definitely more mindful and more into sustainability I came to sewing late in life so to speak so I got very enthusiastic and you know dove into fabric patterns. I probably bought too many of everything because I was so hungry for it. Now I'm a, a little, you know, taking a step back and, and kind of, uh, I think what Elizabeth um, represents rubs off on me a little bit. I even made two blue garments recently. <laughs> <laughs> Because I love color, but then, you know, I sometimes make something very, very colorful and then don't dare go on the street wearing it because I live in Toronto and it's a very conservative city when it comes to clothing. Everybody basically wears black, gray, navy, (laughs) especially in winter. You don't see color. It's true. Have you tried to make a coat that's bright now for winter? I've made a blue coat. It's more kind of like a royal blue. So it's a compromise between, you know, not being not too colorful, but not being very dark. <laughs> That's something we were going to do together, except she's way ahead of me because I've been too busy. I have a coat already and not cut out yet. And hers is almost finished. But she is just laughing at my love of blue because I, I love blue. I don't make absolutely everything out of blue, but it's, it's a color that I'm drawn to again and again. Any particular shade of blue? Um, nope. All blue. <laughs> you don't discriminate. <laughs> I don't discriminate. And as an aside, what was the jam that you both swapped? I made mulberry jam. Yeah, Dorada made mulberry and I made elderberry jelly. That sounds wonderful. It was delicious. Yours is delicious too. I understand why you would have herbs drying because you have very distinct seasons where you can grow things and when you can't grow things. It's a short season too, unfortunately. It's very short. Very short season, yeah. Southern Ontario. Okay. Lizzie, can we talk about how you're now influencing Dorota in being mindful with her sewing? Well, maybe she could answer it better than I can. I do thrift fabric a lot. I moved to this new location for me, a new town, and just before COVID hit, certainly didn't get out and meet anybody, certainly not new sewists. But I did discover that the thrift stores in town, they get regular drop-offs of quite a good amount of fabric and large amounts, like four yards. I just got of some wool, that type of thing. So that's been fun for me. I find sometimes just regular fabric shopping can be a little bit overwhelming. So many choices. And I'm usually very particular, like I'm going for blue corduroy for the Burnside bits, for example. And sometimes when you go to a fabric store, it's like you need blinders, like just the blue corduroy, just the blue corduroy, just the blue corduroy. So in a way, thrifting is narrowing the selection. And I like the creative process of, oh, what can I make with that? But also when I do shop conventionally for fabric, I just find, again, I'm really more mindful and I really do stick to what exactly that I want to buy, what color, what fabric. So I think maybe that's what's ripped off. (laughs) What do you think? (laughs) 
Well, you know, I have been thrifting all my life. I'm I, I'm not new to thrifting. I'm just new to maybe thrifting a sewist. But I remember distinctly going recently into Parkdale, which is um, sort of like a hip, you know, um, neighborhood with lots of uh, secondhand uh, stores. I just, you know, went in and I, I just shouted out where were you when I needed you you know in my 20s like where where were you there was nothing like that available there was just uh you know very old-fashioned goodwill kind of or salvation army very limited stuff available and now for anybody who is into thrifting and secondhand garments it's a fantastic environment now that I don't need it as much Um, you know, they are everywhere. So I've, I'm used to thrifting, but um, fabric, I find it's harder. I think maybe because Lizzie is an artist, she has more skill to choose, you know, when she comes across something, she knows how to use it. I find it pretty hard. Although I did make things like pajamas, robe, you know, from old sheets and that I found like really nice ones in our local value village it's called that's the store that has the best selection of everything but it's not as easy for me to see how I can use it I see on Instagram uh, sometimes people integrating even parts of fabric into let's say a jacket like doing a beautiful jacket with the back you know beautiful textile I have a hard time finding something that strikes me as suitable what I see I usually see as not acceptable and then I walk away. Tell us about how you grew to become a greater part of each other's lives. Well we started to visit so you know we've had face-to-face meetings. I went to see Elizabeth where she is and we went on a monster walk which is a beautiful initiative in the town of Elora where they have sculptures of monsters around Halloween time. Okay. So we did that together and we took some nice photos. And then she came and visited me here in Toronto. So that was lovely. And then I went back one more time. So we've had three visits in in a relatively short time, right? So what was it like to have Dorota visiting you, Lizzie? Well, it was great. She was just as I expected her to be. So we had a good time in town and... I went to her place and it was hot. We were going to go for a picnic, but it ended up being an indoor one. It was too warm. We don't live really close together. We're about an hour and a half drive away. Mm -hmm. So we probably don't see each other as much as we would like schedule wise. But um, yeah, we will just, we will keep doing it as much as we can for sure. Because it's very wonderful. I don't have another sewing friend in real life. My sister used to sew a lot and she doesn't too much anymore. There's not a lot of people around our age that I know of that are uh, into the same things. So, No, that's right. It's another thing we can touch on is age. There are a lot of millennial sewists in Toronto. When I initially started sewing in 2017, I took classes and so I met, you know, many millennials. So it's bad. I mean, who wants to be friends with somebody who is their mother's age? You know, it's kind of awkward, even though they were all wonderful. And um, there are two great places in Toronto. I want to give them a shout out. One is called the Workroom. 
it's a wonderful fabric store and they prior to COVID they had classes with I attended many of those classes and then there there was a place or still is I hope a sewing junction where they also had classes and so these were wonderful places where you can meet people. We do have an idea that we would like to put together a sewing retreat in the summer. We thought about it for this summer but it didn't to quite materialize, but we thought maybe we could find more like-minded people and organize a retreat. So somewhere up north of us in our cottage country that we thought would be nice. So that's something else that we are in the thinking stages right now, but um, planning together. Hopefully we can find enough people who are interested, not too many people, but um, a nice group. So that will be fun. That would be really good to see come to fruition when you're both ready. Yes, at this point, it's a, a kind of a dream and, uh, you know, um, not even in the planning stages, but we've been talking about it. It's something very appealing where you can uh, join nature, sewing, good times, <laughs> you know, everything in one. So if there are any local listeners to this podcast, should they direct message you both? Sure, certainly. Yes, absolutely. Lizzie, when did you discover the Sell Over 50 community? I'm not sure if it was before I started my separate sewing account or not, but it had to have been around that time. So, And Dorota, when did you discover the Sell Over 50 community? I think it might be around the same time. Yeah, I started sewing in late 2017. So probably yeah, it took me a little while to find them. And then it was like uh, this light went on. <laughs> so I'm, to this day, I'm amazed at um, such a good job they are doing. Um, and um, Sandy and uh, Susan and others, and all based in different countries, which is quite amazing. Yes, it's been amazing. And I should point out that now Dorada is way better at hashtags than me. I forget half of them most of the time. You take lessons from So Over 50. Yes, yes. Yeah, it really has been awesome for our age group. I find that once you get to a certain age that, you know, your friends are older friends or work colleagues, but um, it's more difficult to find people with uh, the same interests or passions necessarily that you have. It's good that Sober 50 has done a lot of work over the last three years where people, you know, similar age can connect together. And since a lot of us have been in various lockdowns, that way it's kind of helped us get through it. Absolutely. It's been amazing. That's right. Definitely. Yeah. If I can comment on generally, you know, we are all uh, distressed by everything that's happening. So um, taking your mind away from what's happening and trying not to ponder (laughs) on the current events and, you know, just uh, submerge yourself in the world of sewing, friendship, art, color, all of this is very, very helpful. Even the passion for identifying mushrooms that you both have. Yes, Even that, yes. Sorry, that's a really bad mum joke. Actually, I've got a question for you, Dorota. You're a librarian and you understand hashtags and 
terminology to track books and resources. What's that been like using that background to now learning how to use Instagram? Well, it's different because it's a lot less prescribed. It's very spontaneous. You know, the world of hashtags, uh, it took librarians a while to embrace it, I think, because they were used to more, more rigid classification codes and, you know, more rigid environments. But this is like, you know, anybody can think up anything they want and make it into a hashtag, which wasn't possible to, and isn't still possible to do in the library environment. So it's um, expanding your your library into the world, <laughs> which is great. I love it. Lizzie, do you have a favorite hashtag? The So Over 50 hashtag is the one that I think of the first because that community is just everything, right? You can, you learn so much and the interaction with people. And I was saying to Dorada just the other day that because I have two different accounts and I find that because we're mostly middle-aged ladies on the sewing account that I do find I always have better engagement that people are always more interested in commenting and starting mini conversations such as it is on Instagram, which is so nice. And I think it's partly our age and the generation where we were brought up to just be interactive this way and to always you know, be polite to respond. And it's so nice because it so often uh, falls by the wayside in other specs. So this community is really great. Everybody is so kind and supportive and likes to interact, which is marvelous. It's like, I want comments. I want to talk to people. So it's really, really nice. Lizzie, do you find that having two separate Instagram accounts, one for sewing and one for other things, do you manage that fairly well? Yes, I wasn't sure at first. And I thought, well, I'll just give it a go. Now, sometimes I'm more into sewing. And so that account will get more attention. And other times I will post art or daily life things on the other account. And so I seem to have a little bit of a balance and a flow with it now. And sometimes I post things that I think are relevant on both. It's been just fine. And I do like just the designated sewing account you go into all the little bits about your sewing and everything and you know half your audience isn't bored <laughs> scroll past it's been nice thank you both for talking to us about your sewing friendship and what it means to you lizzie and dorota do you have any final words for listeners about what they can do if they're feeling isolated and would like to connect with a sewing friend I guess I would like to encourage everybody, you know, don't be shy, don't be afraid, don't worry too much, you know, just reach out. If you feel you want to comment on something that you see, just go ahead. We are a friendly group, as Lizzie pointed out. So over 50 is extremely polite and friendly. So it's kind of easy to do that. I find that a lot of people that uh, are there are ready, you know, they are ready to receive comments and they are very eager to reply and sort of interact with people. And um, that's what counts. That's what makes it an amazing group. Yeah, absolutely. And I would also say that if anybody is just struggling to post or anything, just, you know, don't be afraid of the dreaded selfie. Just go for it. We want to see what you make. And 
um, as Gerard said, everybody is very kind and supportive and you just, um, yeah, you just get used to putting yourself up there too if you wanna show off your clothes. <laughs> so, and I think people gain confidence when they do it and when um, you can interact with people and yeah, just put yourself out there. Dorota and Lizzie, thank you so much for being on Sew Over 50's Sewing Friends podcast. I really appreciate your time and the way that you've walked us through how you've become friends and stayed friends. Thank you so much, Maria. I really appreciate that you invited us. I mean, I was surprised and flattered that, um, you know, uh, somebody reached out to somebody who is just a regular person. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you very much, Maria. That was fun. It's been lovely to meet you, Dorota, and lovely to meet you as well, Lizzie. Thank you. And have a lovely day, listeners. This episode of Sew Organised Style Podcast for Sew Over 50's Sewing Friends series was produced by me, Maria Theoharis, with permission of Dorota and Lizzie. Sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to Sew Organised Style Podcast, but with an S, not a Z, on all good podcast apps. Make sure you give us a five-star rating and review and hopefully you'll support this podcast through our Patreon account as every podcast is free. There are over 280 podcasts to listen to. We hope these podcasts help you stay connected and make you smile. Post any questions or podcast suggestions you have on our podcast website at www.soorganisedstyle.com or on our Instagram account at soorganisedstyle or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.